Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Caledonian Kings Wrestling Podcast. This week's episode is sponsored by Bullshit. Fill your boots. Uh, we've had plenty of bullshit watching this show. Uh, I'm joined as ever by the charisma to my Dominic Mysterio. Uh, sure, welcome to the show, pal. <laughs> uh, what a horror indeed. <laughs> uh, that intro was a bit as exciting as it's going to get. Uh, the horror show Extreme Rules, as you said, the horror show it was... Um, We'll just crack, crack on with the matches, I think. There's no enough lot to talk about delving into the show. Um, we kick off with a tables match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, the champions, the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Big E. Uh, Xavier was still out with that Achilles tendon rupture, I believe. Um, challenged by Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Um, first and foremost, the thrown-together team of Nakamura and Cesaro. Do you like it? Uh, I don't generally like tag teams that are just thrown together, but I, the, the, the dynamic of both of them kind of work. Um yeah, I like it. Yeah, uh, four great workers here in their own right. Um, yeah, definitely. I was quite looking forward to this one. Tornado rules, so no tags. Um, exactly what a tables, tables match needs. Um, I think if, if you had done tag rules, but you can also put them through a table, it sort of blurs things a wee bit. But if it's, it's all guns blazing and all four guys can get involved, I prefer that. Um, Cesaro always seems to find himself in tag teams. You know, um, Jack Swagger, Tyson Kidd, Sheamus, and now Nakamura. Um and there was, a, there was a fun fact that you picked up on when we were watching the show, Stuart. Um, he's a six-time tag team champion. I didn't, I didn't realise he'd held him that many times. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, one, uh, one sorry. sorry, one room with Tyson Kidd in five-way. With big Sheamus. Yeah, I didn't realise him and Sheamus had dropped it that many times as well. I thought they sort of had a good solid run for what I remember, but hot potato. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we have uh, some nice spots in this one. Um, Kofi gets pulled over the top rope into the ring and lands pretty much on his neck. Um, Nasty. Biggie's dive through the middle rope gives me the fear every time. Um, you know, sometimes lands okay, this time mm, was okay. Um, but I think he has hurt himself with that one before and I think he will again if he keeps it up. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, all it takes is to catch his foot on the, the, the middle rope and he's, his neck first into the, into the ground, um, Lita style. Yeah, mm. um there's a nice spot where Cesaro's laid on the table, sort of on the ramp. Um, Big E sort of tries to slingshot Kofi Kingston over his head to the outside, but the heels pick up the table and throw it in his face. Really nice spot, uh, timed to perfection. Kofi would never have made that jump anyway, but I seem to have tried to with the spot. Yeah. Um, day pit one table on top of the other on the outside. Um, Cesaro hits the Cesaro swing and a flying knee from Nakamura on the inside. So it was sort of like what he did with, with Tyson Kidd and Sheamus, where they sort of modified that swing. Um, but they added an E in there for, for Marcus Kinshasa so um, it's nice that he's got that move because it seems to be adaptable with the people he's in there <laughs> with most really of the time is. Um, really is. <laughs> I like that um, so for the finish Kofi pitches Cesaro on the top he's looking to the outside where they've sort of built the tables up um, he goes for a hurricane runner but Cesaro blocks it picks him up using quite a bit of strength um, and gets a power bomb through the double tables and Cesaro and Nakamura get the win and they're the new Smackdown Tag Team Champions Um I, I, I love this. I love this tag team. You know, I think two guys who deserve titles somewhat. You know, they're they're very very good workers, and um, I think I do think they need probably Sammy back as their mouthpiece. You know, yeah. when that comes around. Um, but not, not two people that are famed for their their, their microphone abilities. But yeah, back in Sammy's in there, then that's absolutely fine. Yeah, uh, no, I really liked this opener. I thought it was good. Um, yeah, it was a great. I thought it was a great match. To be fair, I didn't even go as far to say that. Yeah, a, a, a very up and do, up and down show ahead, but this was certainly an up. Um, got us kicked off for what we needed. And I, I said to you as we were watching it, you know, the tables match is a really good um, 
opening match because you've only got one weapon involved. You can sort of build the show on top of that as extreme rules. So you, you're going to have a lot of gimmick matches throughout the show. Um, I think it's a good way to sort of warm up the crowd and warm up the fans at home primarily now because there isn't a crowd. But, you know, um, I think it gets you primed for bigger things to come. Yeah, um, it means you're not blown through all your spots in the first match if it's like an extreme rules match, as you say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we see Asuka and Carrie Sane backstage with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Um, they're basically hyping each other up, so that's Nikki Cross and uh, Asuka for the upcoming matches against Bailey and Sasha Banks, respectively. And the first one of those is next. So Bailey will take on Nikki Cross, defending her SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, Alexa Bliss, of course, in Nikki's corner and Sasha in Bailey's corner. Um, Bailey and Sasha have been MVPs on TV, you know, for the last few while there. Um, I know the, the roster's been quite limited and stuff like that, so they've been getting a lot of segments on TV, um, pretty much on all the shows, Ross SmackDown and NXT, uh, defending the tag team championships and stuff like that. Um, they've they've really come out their shells, Stuart, but I think you know they are two good talents, and it's nice that they're kind of reaching that potential in most people's eyes now. Uh, yeah, I probably agree with that. Uh, I think we were discussing it. Um, for where Sasha was uh, this time last year or the year before, ready for quitting, um, taking the big huff. She's uh, kind of came full circle and uh, showing the talent that she is. Uh, yeah. I don't think the question was ever on a ring standpoint. I think it was more, you know, connecting with the crowd or, you know, and I know obviously, as I said, there isn't a crowd there, but there is still a connection with the fan uh, base, you yeah, know. Um, I mean, she's always got that kind of sloppiness about her. She, she always does seem like one step away from injuring herself. Um mm-hmm. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um, so, um, throughout the match, we see a lot of trash talking from them both. Um, probably taking lessons from Kevin Owens. You know, he's a master of that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> as a heel, anyway, you know, trash talking their opponents. Uh, George Akin with the quote unquote crowd. Um, I shouldn't be winding up those performance center graduates. Um, yeah, Bailey, um, Bailey tries to wind them up. Uh, start, she's coming out for her instance just by smashing her belt against the plexiglass while it's around her waist. <laughs> <laughs> Doing. <laughs> um, Nikki Cross uh, we're just speaking an awful lot about Nikki Cross I think Drew McIntyre gets most of her Scottish love um, but Nikki uh, as that fiery baby face I think she's absolutely fantastic um, not only has she got that sort of charismatic feel great facials I think she can also draw sympathy you know she's quite small in stature um, and I think when you see her getting taken out it draws that sympathy and I think a lot of the crowds you know it's kind of the, I almost want to see the Jeff Hardy effect where it's not like one demographic, you know, it's a wide group of people that really like them. Um, not to the same level of Jeff, of course, but I think she does have yeah. that like ability about her. Uh, I don't particularly like her, to, to be honest. Um, I couldn't even tell you what her finish is, and that kind of is the level I'm at where... Yeah, I probably couldn't either, to be honest. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> some of her offence in this match I thought was pretty good. Um spinning neck breaker and a tornado DDT on the outside. Um, a couple of cross bodies. Um, I, th- I thought... She was quite quick on her feet, you know. Um, showed a bit of velocity with her moves. I thought she was, you know, she could go. Um, she's spunky. She's spunky. <laughs> spunky, <laughs> Nikki. Um, Nikki mocks Bailey's old inflatable arm flailing tube men sort of pose thing uh, before hitting the corner splash. The Bailey to Bailey for a two count from Bailey. Um, not a big fan of that move. I do like the name. Um, Nikki has a ripcord neck breaker. Um, it's again, really nice bit of offense there. Um, the swinging netbreaker on the outside off the apron I thought was really nice um, and then for the finish we see Sasha hand off the uh, four finger ring to Bailey um, the old John Cena uh, <laughs> knuckle rings there um, I'm glad you didn't say Regal I would have left the podcast no 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 no. It was, <laughs> not that level come on that's God levels of uh, heel tactics um, God level <laughs> Bailey hits um, Nikki, Nikki um, and the ribs with the 
the four finger ring, uh, hits their finish. Don't know what it's called. It's not a great finish if I'm being honest with you. And uh, gets the win. Face plant, like leg, with a knee leg, in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bizarre. Like, yeah. Uh, thoughts on the match overall? I thought it was it was solid. Yeah. Uh, not a show stealer by any means, but it was it wasn't your usual kind of a flailing women's match that seems to be happening uh, the last kind of couple of pay per views that we've watched. Um, yeah, solid. Um, solid. Yeah. I, th- I think Nikki's a good hand in there. Um, I think Bailey's th- probably hit a stride and yeah, and ring work. Definitely, um, definitely. I think Bailey's the kind of MVP out of the four of them at the minute. Yeah, definitely. She's. She, I mean, you, how could you couldn't have, I mean, think back two or three years ago? You could never imagine Bailey being with she is right now. You know, as, no, as, a, as a top heel in the women's division. And she was struggling with it. I think she struggled to, the, to adapt it, but I think she's coming into it now. So fair play. Yeah, yeah, I think confidence is probably key as well. I think yeah, there's a lot of confidence yeah, in there at the minute um, between her and Sasha, um, yeah. and especially all the TV time they've been getting and stuff like that. They realise they've been handed the ball here, um, and I think that really helps people when. Some people need that rubber confidence, and I think that's really benefited them. As you said, seeing where they were maybe a year or two ago, um, after losing the tag belts at Mania and stuff like that, things looked really sour for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy that there's come back round for them and that they're doing well. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Solid, as you said. Um, didn't exactly steal the show, but I thought it was really, really good. Uh, throughout the show, we see a few of these, um, but basically it's Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman building towards the Swamp Fight, um, which would end up becoming the main event. Um, there's a couple of different ones. You think you're getting the match right away, and then just sort of cut to the next match. You just show you three or four minutes of promo packages each time. Uh, bit of a pain in the arse, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> time to kill on this fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, we were due to see Apollo Crews versus MVP um, for the United States Championship. Uh, the announcers informed us that Apollo Crews did not have his pre-match physical and therefore is not going to compete tonight. MVP and Bobby Lashley come down. MVP cuts a promo and declares that he wins the title due to forfeit. Um, is what it is. Uh, we'll see what happens with that one as the story develops in terms of on the roster. Not sure what the real story is there behind the injury or whether it is part of the storyline or whether there's another reason. Um, obviously, during these COVID times, you wouldn't wish that upon anybody, but that could be um, related. Um, I'm sure it'll lead to a unification bout for the, for both the belts at SummerSlam. On yeah. And, uh, and talking about belts, do you like that new title? So, I didn't like seeing it on still images but see when you see someone wearing it uh, it's, it's lovely it's is absolutely nice. gorgeous yeah I mean, my complaint with the old one was it was too small and it looked like a toy belt this one have glitched it up it looks like a championship you would want to win um yeah yeah i like it i really like it um, i do like I, I do still like the old us title um it it sets it apart from every other belt yeah. I'd agree, I'd agree yeah. with that, but I also I mean, it doesn't doesn't mean I like it. I just <laughs> yeah, oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. But as as me was apart from and the fact that it's been around for a long, I think it's the longest lasting belt design um, up until it got changed yep. there out of them all. So well, um, was Guerrero that brought that back in two thousand three, on it? Yeah, maybe four, maybe oh four. Mm-hmm. I owe three or four, run a bit then. Yeah. Um, the old SmackDown generation. So. Next up, we have an eye for an eye match. Um, Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. The rules of the match are simply, it can only end when one man extracts the eye of the other. And the first thing you said to me was, how the hell are they going to book this one? It's such a ridiculous stipulation. And, you know, we <laughs> talk about like a wee bit of realism in wrestling. This blows that out the window entirely. Um So, Seth comes to the ring bearing a set of pliers um, and his wee fur coat. Um... Mysterio jumps Rollins straight off the back. Um, in terms of having a wrestling match, these two could absolutely tear the house down. Um, but we get this stipulation and just sort of think you think to yourself, we ain't going to get that. It takes you out of it entirely already before it's even got going. Because the only thing you're thinking is, how are they going to do the finish? 
Like, exactly. How's this going to end with someone? Pl- it's the fucking. It's like the scene for Kill Bill too. <laughs> it's, like, it's the opening scene. It's the opening fight scene. Man, she's fucking. Pluck, uh, sorry, she's about halfway through the film. She plucks a fucking eye. Like, are we going to get a bit of that? Come on. I, it's been a it's been a long, long time since I've watched wrestling. I've been absolutely furious at what I'm seeing. Honestly, yeah. being like, I, I, it'd be one of those ones, you know, somebody came in and said, "What are you watching?" You'd be fucking embarrassed to say, you know, oh, there's, yeah. there's this match where he needs to take his eye out his socket to win, and like they'll be like, ah. "This <laughs> is this is catered to kids." What? Exactly, exactly. That's the thing. That's a PG product. I said it to you as well, mate. You can't get just shot to the head, but you can pull some kids fucking eye out. Uh, it's ridiculous, mate. Um, we get a few to- a few toys come into play. It, I mean. I'll give them credit, right? If you take away the ridiculousness of the stipulation and the ridiculousness of the finish, mm-hmm. they work the stipulation well. The psychology is there in terms of constantly going after the eye, etc., yeah. and building up to that finish. So I, you can't flaw them for that, but the hand have been dealt with the storyline and the way they've went with it and the direction it's taken to get yeah. here. It's just fucking ridiculous, and it as I say, it takes you out of the match. And the guys, the guys put in the work, and I thought it was a pretty good match. If I'm being honest with you, but it was just a good match. They... If you ignore, if you ignore the stipulation, it was a good match. Yeah, but if you just take it to the finish, so that we'll, we'll just fast forward to the finish because it, there's a lot of going on. You know, just targeting eyes, bringing weapons in, and stuff like that. Um, there is a couple of nice spots. I like them um, Raves when he's on the outside, hits a sunset flip and it sort of throws Seth into the barricade. Yeah, and that was he, lovely. Yep. Yeah, he does it from that and then he also slides out, you know, his wee belly slide that he does. On he does table. a sunset flip like that as well mm-hmm. onto the, the barricade as well as he, he lands on the table at one point as well. So, there were some nice spots in there and as I said, you know, you expect a good match for these two. Um, but yeah, it, it comes down to basically a, a Rey Mysterio getting his eye pushed into the steel steps once again. Um and it comes down to um, the referee having to stop the match um, with Rey Mysterio holding it. What? It's probably a rubber eye of some kind oh, in his hand. Not have been more, his... Could not have been more clear that it was one of those like fucking rubber bouncing balls yeah. in the shape of an eye. Like, oh come on, man! Like, don't insult the intelligence of your fans. It's just, uh... it's just come on, it fuck. Yeah, of uh... course they're not going to pull out their fucking eye. It's. It's in the fucking name of your product. It's entertainment. You know what I mean? We don't need to see this kind of gore. And I've kind of also went with it seeing Seth Rollins spew his ring up as well. Uh, so Seth Rollins uh, sees what happened, what he's done, and is sick all over the outside area as well. Um, it's a waste of porridge. It's fucking waste <laughs> my porridge. I just want to watch that garbage. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if you take away the, I mean, take away the stipulation and the finishing, you don't have the match, do you? But yeah. Uh, I enjoyed what I seen for the most part for the yeah. bulk for the majority of the bell to bell. But we'll absolutely take the positives away from it that it was a good match up until up until and including what the stipulation was uh, started to happen. So I've just no idea where this goes for here. I don't know if Seth just moves on and we take Ray off TV for a while. That's probably preferred. Um, in terms of how, how, where do you go from taking somebody's eye out their socket in a kayfabe yeah. sense? You know what I mean? That's surely the end of it. Um, oh, they're obviously leading to fucking Seth versus Dominic at SummerSlam. In the oh, brilliant. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> commentators try and sell the injury straight afterwards um, as if something horrific's happened. Bailey's backstage. She keeps a low tone and then tells Ray that he's not seen double vision because she's still Bailey Doss straps, which I fucking loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love, the, love, love a heel to, to turn things back around. Um, we get more Swamp Fight match build. Um, I do love the old Wyatt video packages. This one, the second one, was more of a, a darkness, like the, the Wyatt family packages, um, which I thought was quite a, a nice wee throwback. Um, 
Before we get our next match, um, it's a second women's uh, title match of the night. Raw Women's Championship on the line. Asuka defends against Sasha Banks. Of course, Kyrie Sane will accompany Asuka to ringside and Bailey with Sasha. Um, could honestly go either way from this one, is what we said at the start. You know, it was very much you could see Bailey and, and um, Sasha holding all the gold, but as well as keeping the belt on Asuka is always a safe bet. Um, hopeful of a good match regardless. Uh, we've said before, you know, Sasha... She can be very hit and miss with her matches. I think she does need a good dance partner sometimes um, to get the best out of her. And who better than Asuka when you, when you, when you get in there? Um, in terms of the match overall, Stuart, very much a roller coaster. Lots of ups and downs. It was a t- I thought it was a quality match until they started to go home and it fell apart. It absolutely fell to bits. Disintegrated. Um, Sasha constantly missed spots. Um, Asuka was flailing, which is uncharacteristic of her. Uh, they just they were struggling to get into position. The timing was off, and it was it was noticeable, um, very very noticeable. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there were some really nice spots in between. You know, um, I liked Sasha working the arms. Um, she had this modified sort of stump puller. Obviously, stump puller would be with the legs, but she sort of yeah. trapped the arms in and was it was fantastic. Asuka's spinning back fist is absolutely stunning. Um, <laughs> There was Sasha on Brett's rope. Asuka kicks her legs out and hit a cold breaker. I thought it was fantastic. That was uh, probably the move of the night. Uh, the move of the, uh, uh, move of the night, actually. Yeah. <laughs> fairness. We see, we see, a, we see a sloppy gym in Super. Like, uh, Asuka's not having any of that. She thinks, right, I'm going <laughs> to up this again. She hits two fantastic ones straight off the back of that. Just a lot of really nice stuff. There was, a, I'd say there was a sloppy bit here and there, but um, you can sort of let it slide through how much of it was really, really good. And then we sort of get to that finishing sequence. Um, overbooked, overworked, Really, really clumsy, whether it was fatigue setting in, whether it was just mixing up the spots because the matches went a bit longer than maybe what they you know, are, are used to in recent times anyway. Um, yeah. So Sasha goes to the top rope and uh, she obviously slips, selling a knee injury. She has got a history of botching like that, so whether it was a botch or whether it was a work is, uh, remains to be seen. Um, Asuka sets up the green mist, Sasha ducks and she hits the referee, referee's out. And then Bailey decides that she's the new referee. Counts a fall. Yeah, she she literally takes the referee shirt from him, puts it on herself, and counts a pinfall. Hands Sasha the title, um, and and they come out of there with all the gold. Um, I mean, I know that we're going for a controversial finish, but fuck me, it's it's not even controversial. It just didn't exist. It's just um, stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's not a win. You know, it's as simple as that. I mean, I. If I was to book it, <laughs> get my fantasy booking book out. Um, <laughs> you know, when you green miss the referee, Bailey could be in there making the referee make the count. You know, even if he just brings the referee's hand down for him or yeah. whatever. You know, I've seen that spot done before. Um, but you know, if the referee can't really see fully and he makes the count and he counts three, even though maybe Asuka gets a shoulder up or but he doesn't yeah. see it fully, so he then counts. You know, that's a controversial finish. Definitely. But it's a, an official finish, you know, it's an official win. But the way they did it was just totally unofficial. Sasha will probably either get the belt taken off for tomorrow night or there'll be a rematch on Raw. Um, it's as simple as that. That's how it's going to work. Yeah. Um, and, and if they don't do it that way, then they shot themselves in the foot by saying, well, yeah, but, you know, Bailey put the referee shirt on so she can just, you know, you would just take the referee and put the shirt on and count yourself a win, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Referees would just start getting targeted. It's ridiculous um, in a kayfabe sense. I just thought the finish really hurt the match. Um, but I, I enjoyed the match for the most part, and I think you know it's probably one of the best Sasha matches I've seen for a long while. Um, probably since her match with Ronda Rousey, which is a, wee, a good year or two ago. Um, 
that's probably the last good match I really remember of Sasha Banks in terms of that top level one. Asuka does what Asuka does best. As you said, uncharacteristically, it wasn't her best performance today mm-hmm. um, on that show. But no, really, really good. Um, I like to see where the, all the gold thing might go. Um, it does make me want to see what happens on Raw in terms of will they have another match or will they open up to another match down the line and um, put the title up for grabs. God knows. But um, no, I, I, I relatively liked it. Just didn't like the finish. Charlie Caruso goes all in with Rey Mysterio's medical update, um, dropping in all kinds of biological <laughs> skeleton words and nonsense, man. Ridiculous. Uh, at least he went all in on it, but uh, no, I don't expect it to um, develop into much. And next up, we get a WWE title match. Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship against Dolph Ziggler. And an unknown match type as of yet, um, Drew McIntyre has apparently signed the contract without the match type being picked. Um, he opened it up Rocky. to Dolph. Idiot. <laughs> Silly bastard. Baby faces are dumb. Um, Dolph Ziggler. Um, is he still there? I mean... <laughs> he is a person that exists still. I... Uh... Not saying he's a bad wrestler, but ah, he's, he's just a, not he's been a, relevant in a long time. Yeah, he's a, he's a solid enough hand, but he shouldn't be in the main event. It's 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 just a it's such a tough play, you know. Because as I say, I can watch a Dolph Ziggler match, no problem whatsoever. You know, yeah. never a problem. But I also never want to watch a Dolph Ziggler match. He has that X-Pac heat thing about him, where it's kind of just like he's never going to sell me on a pay-per-view. Must be. Uh, I, I, I don't even know about X-Pac heat. Just go away. <laughs> you know, just give me peace. Like, yeah. uh. I, He's been around for a long, long time. Um, so, the match that Dolph Ziggler picks is an Extreme Rules match, but for Dolph Ziggler only. Uh, he also says that he wins the title if Drew McIntyre gets counted out or disqualified. Um, smart heel antics. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, real nice. Uh, puts all the pressure on Drew, makes it very, very difficult for him to retain the championship. And for a second, you might actually think, oh, <laughs> you know, even though it's Dolph Ziggler, you might think, they might actually fucking do this here, you know. Um whether it's a slim chance, it definitely ups the chances because you thought he had absolutely no chance coming into this one. Um, in terms of Drew McIntyre, just fucking look at him. Just look at him. What a champion. <laughs> what a daddy. As soon as he came out with that belt, you think, look at him. <laughs> just, oh, he represents it. I think I said to you, if, if we do Braveheart again over here, he's, he's first in line to play William Wallace, you know. Um, <laughs> so uh, we see Drew doesn't mess about straight off the bat, gets involved. Um, Hits his first belly-to-belly suplex of the match, but I thought was really nice and Lesnar would be proud of. But as the match goes on, he hits a few more and they get pretty sloppy. Um, need to work on them, Drew, son. <laughs> I know. They're, they're not great, are they? More like overhead kind of throws, but... Uh, it's... Sort of to the side sometimes, and he throws them too low. and, and uh, he's, Yeah, he's too low as well. Yeah. Yes. Makes you appreciate how good Brock is at getting them up and over. <laughs> yeah. Pop, pop those hips. Um <laughs> Dolph brings a chair into the match. Uh, Drew blocks it, but realizes he can't use the chair, um, which I, th- I thought was quite. You know, I like how they kept going back to the stipulation, um, and you see Drew having to take a second to think. Uh, really unique match. Must be difficult for the referee, and I shoot some standpoint to call it. Uh, you know, he, <laughs> he's a chair getting used. He goes, oh, oh wait, I kind of DQ you, but I could DQ him. Um, he done very well. In fairness, he was probably the, the MVP of the night. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dolph, Dolph brings a table to the to the fray, sets it up on the outside. Um, Drew picks up Dolph for a suplex and then suplexes him on the mat instead of the table in fear of being DQ'd. Um, I normally wouldn't get DQ'd for that, but I like the psychology behind it in terms yeah. of, oh, I better be safe, you know. Um, well, he didn't set the table up, so he, wouldn't, he shouldn't get DQ'd anyway. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Dolph will Drew. Um, of course, it's legal for him only. Um, 
Stoffage drew with a barrage of chair shots. One fired on his throat, which was slowed the big man down. And a famous are on the outside off the announce table, which I thought was really nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Drew beats the count out because, of course, he gets a 10 count for himself only. Um, and then Dolph locks in a sleeper hold. Uh, Drew gets the rope, but no rope break for Drew. Rules were, were so well in place here. It was brilliant. Mm. Um, Utilised the stipulation really, really well. And... Uh, Drew goes for the, the Claymore kick at one point. Dolph hits his leg, his standing leg with a steel chair um, and gets a zigzag for a two count. Uh, and then Drew gets put through the table on the outside and gets back in on the nine count. Um, and then Dolph has a breakdown outside, which I thought was fantastic. Um, a Glasgow kiss to Dolph, as it's correctly pronounced. Tom Phillip calls it the Glasgow kiss headbutt. Which, what, what does that mean, mean he's calling it, Stuart? I've had to translate that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, he's calling that move a headbutt headbutt. Yeah. <laughs> a Glasgow kiss is a headbutt. So, you know, it's like calling, I don't know, um, a famouser leg drop, you know, rather than just a famouser. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Um, so, uh, Dolph, it's a, a Uranagi, or a rock bottom, as more famously known, which has to be uh, part of their Instagram comment exchange between him and Dolph Ziggler and, and Drew McIntyre um, this past week. If you haven't seen that, I'm sure you'll find it somewhere, um, which I thought was really, really nice. Nice wee nod there to the, to was, the big yeah. Dwayne. Um, he hits that onto the steel chair, gets a two count. Dolph throws his tantrum, um, throws some chairs against the perspex. They scare off some of the, <laughs> the fans. They're getting some hassle tonight, are they not? Um, he starts tooting up the band. Uh, Drew kips up, hits a Claymore kick and gets a win. Uh, retains the title. I, I really enjoyed this match. I thought, again, similar to the, the Bailey match earlier, I thought it was absolutely solid. Um, yeah, absolutely solid, yeah. Really liked the stipulation. I uh, liked how they, they implemented it and how they, they made things difficult for Drew. Um, Sheena would have been proud of that, you know, stacking the odds against him to get the win in the end with his finish. Uh, <laughs> and Drew wins, lol. Uh, no, I, I really, really enjoyed it and I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, who's next for Drew and... and, and yeah, keep that keep that train rolling. He's not had the best kind of couple of dance partners uh, in the last few months, right enough. So hopefully there'll be someday of um, quality steps up to the mark next. Yeah, I mean I don't mind. You know the guys he's been in there with, I think it's been okay. Um, I'm interested to see Jinder Mahal come back at some point and probably get a B pay per view match against him. Um, I just think that'd be a nice wee storyline thing to have. Um, you well, know, a four week story in a match, and that's you. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, SummerSlam being next, it's looking like Orton. I, know. I, know. <sighs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, Orton's been as interesting as it has been since 2009 right now. Um, but the question is, who who else is of that main event calibre that can step up to the I mark? mean, the only people we can really look at is, is Roman, who isn't around right now, and Brock, who isn't around right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's already had Seth at the start of his run. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, I mean, the guys he's been in there with, it's, it's, I mean, Seth, Bobby and, and Dolph... Um, Heath Slater. <laughs> For a one time, yeah. I mean, he's, had, he's, had, he's pulled good matches out of most of them. I've seen Big good, show. They've had good matches. Oh, show, yeah. Don't forget show. <laughs> Shit. Moving on. <laughs> so it's the uh, main event time. It's the inaugural, inaugural Swamp Fight. Um, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Um, it's time to get cinematic, yes. What of the year in the wrestling business this year? Cinematic matches. Um, so... This is basically the most bizarre cinematic match I've seen yet. Um, it wasn't a match. It was a promo. It's ridiculous. Uh, to put this on last, it really just brings you down. I'll um, be honest with you, but you can see why they didn't put it on halfway through the show, because they just switched off after ah, you're, garbage. You're, you're probably right. Um, yeah, the, the, the battle through the, the Wyatt Swamp, um, the old compound, whatever the hell you want to call it, um, 
a lot of flashbacks and, and, and little segments and stuff like that to relate back to their old times as the Wyatt family. I'm not going to dive into it too much. There was this really weird bit where they bring a snake in. Um, the snake seems to attack Braun and then he starts hallucinating when he wakes up. Um, he also throws a guy onto a fire who burns alive. God knows who he was. He's, he, he, get, he, he did nowhere near the fire and he still gets set alight. And I was like, holy shit, this is bad, man. Yeah. Um, Alexa Bliss is in a black cloak and saying how Braun and her have always wanted to be together. And this weird, I was like, what the I'll fuck be, is well, this? I'll be honest, I think that was the only part that made sense to be throw back to their mixed match challenge days. Yeah. That was- it was the only thing that made but it came out of left field like well it was kind of disguised as a full sister Abigail thing yeah so, so in that sense it was actually fairly well booked but I mean it was only like a wee minute segment of the match mm-hmm. um, I can only I mean fuck you Undertaker and AJ Styles for setting the bar too high with old cinematic <laughs> like, you know what I mean they're, they're trying to overdo them now I think um, ah, there's been I mean Bronze choke slams Bray into the a boat. The boat goes away and then comes back and he's no in it. And it's like, okay, that's all right. And then I just, I don't know, man. I just didn't enjoy this one. Um, oh, no, shit. Absolute bollocks. I mean, cinematic matches, I think, are an acquired taste in some degree, but at least do them well. Um, it just didn't make a lot of sense for me. The finish was Bray getting tossed into the water through the pier. Then, then Braun gets pulled in by the mandible claw. Just as it, It's quite funny, actually, because they bring up the, the show closing logo like they did when... Champa attacked Gargano. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. The, the, the screen fades to black, and then he comes back up again, um, and it gets pulled in, and then we see the fiend as a, as a sort of thing we closes. So, I said to you as well, it's probably going to be the fiend versus Strowman as a finale match with a title annoying, etc. SummerSlam, yeah, um, at SummerSlam, and that'll be the end of it. But I just thought this was absolutely horrendous, um, and a really poor way to end the show. Really brought the show down and and brought everything down for me. Um, and brought us down <laughs> as we sit here recording this. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't wasn't an enjoyable. Um, what was it like? Seventeen, eighteen minutes to end the show. Yeah, it was a Bray Wyatt promo for about thirteen of those minutes as well. A bit of brawling here and there. Um, yeah, it was. It, it was quite poor. Quite yeah, poor. I don't mind these in the middle of the cards, you know, and I thought a bit shorter. But this actually went about fifteen minutes, didn't it? And. Very little seemed to ha- a lot happened, but very little happened. You mm-hmm. know, there was a lot going mm-hmm. on, but very little you could take in. Um, what what would you give this show as a grade? Oh, it's a it's a lower C for me. Um, the the good matches were average. You know, what I mean, there wasn't yeah. a hell of a lot of good spots in it. It was just, uh, it was it's a it's a very very poor B pay per view. This. Yeah, I would also give it a C minus. It was right down the middle for me, and then there was that shit at the end, which really brought it down. Um, I was probably thinking about you know a, a flat C, maybe a, maybe even a C plus, mm-hmm. but I had a match at the end just brought it right down to a C minus, almost tatered on a D, uh, D plus. But give it the benefit of the doubt. I, but I mean, I just cannot wait for crowds to come get back in attending, you know. And I hope obviously when it's safe to do so. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to when that happens and it's you know full fledged crowd attendance and. Um, atmosphere back again and I think that's you know they're, they're getting away with some of this shit right now because there isn't a crowd there to disapprove it um, I think the eye for the eye match would have been you know soured Boo upon it. by the crowd and the building. cinematic yeah. matches just simply wouldn't be happening because you know you <laughs> if you had a crowd in the building you wouldn't be having them sit there for 15-20 minutes of a match on a screen you know well um, you wouldn't really need them to either no you wouldn't no but I mean, I mean they can leave so I would avoid I those watching this shit. You know? I don't. I don't think they'll get rid of the cinematic matches. I'm being honest with you, because 
a season. It's, it's something they can prep weeks in advance. Yeah. Um, so there you have it, episode 19, um, Extreme Rules 2020. Um, hopefully SummerSlam 2020 will give us a little bit more <laughs> um, and some better quality matches. Yeah, it's been the poorest pay-per-view of the year so far. I'd, um, I'd agree with that. Poorest pay-per-view I've seen in a while, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, did not enjoy it. But next week, something very exciting, uh, Invasion 2001. But of course, the Invasion pay-per-view from WWF versus WCW, the Alliance. Um, that'll be on the show for episode 20. Cannot wait for you to hear that one. Um, probably your favourite show. <laughs> your favourite show. Yeah. So for one of the worst we've ever watched, they're one of the best. Um, so uh, tune in for that one. That'll be really, really good. Um, but thanks for joining me, Stuart. Yeah, it was a pleasure. And take care.